Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week we've got our favorite podcast guest with us, Mr. Matthew Harris, here to talk to us about the changes in the tax rate for trusts. Matt, welcome back. Good to be back again. You know, I love this. Yeah. So just, I know Matt's here, Mike, but favorite podcast guest? I mean, we've got Kat, had David Boyle. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't make me do this. Higgsy. Andrew Higgs episode okay, got 34 views. not do this. <laughs> so, Matt, our Lord and Savior, Grant Robinson, saved us all with the budget the other day. Can you... Uh, is there much to talk about in there or would you just mainly want to talk about tech, uh, trust? Look, I thought Dan Carter was our Lord and Saviour. Uh, so so if, if, if not him, then definitely not Grant Robinson. But for me, I think the budget uh, was as expected. A yeah. little lacklustre, uh, not much interesting in there. The usual exclusion of dinks, so double incomes, no kids. <laughs> So can we? <laughs> so so for the listeners, Matt learns a new term every few months. Uh, bullish. Remember bullish when you went through your yeah. bullish phase? We're very bullish yeah. for a while. Dinks. How did you how did you find out about dinks? That's a new one for you. Yeah. So that's been around for a while, but uh, I had to pull it out of the archives because uh, it probably wasn't that popular to be double income, no kids. Uh, yeah. But really, when I saw that budget, there were three things that stood out. Uh, apart from the trust changes. One was that there was just if now in New Zealand, if you are a double income earner with no kids, uh, you, there's really nothing in the budget for mm, you and there, there's mm. not really any support in New Zealand in general for you. Yeah. And the other things that stood out to me was that there was absolutely nothing in it for business owners mm. who have arguably spent probably two or three of the hardest years that they ever will. Yeah. Uh, especially if imagine you're a tourism business yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you, yeah. that's saying you survived mm. so nothing in it for them uh, as employers can I just say though you know Labour government with not looking after businesses Yeah, I think it makes lots of sense that you would tax your way out of a recession is it Winston Churchill who said <laughs> Is that is that a quote from that you? That was the quote, yeah. Yeah, off you go. Give it one more time. Yeah, so that was, it's a great quote. Uh, what he said was that trying to tax a country into prosperity was like trying to stand up in a bucket and lift yourself up by the handle, uh, which I think makes a hell of a lot of sense. And yeah. I can absolutely see why this government and probably governments around the world are moving to tax. They have spent a huge amount of money on this COVID thing, mm, mm. which is now a distant memory and it kind of makes you wonder, was it all worth it? I mean, in my opinion, no. Well, it's little, uh, different podcast. But, <laughs> uh, the, you know, but but I look at this budget and I go, right, they've got to create some tax income, the trust bits, easy, we're going to get that to in a, in a minute. The other thing that was really missing from there, no surprises, is property investors. Yeah. That but they're a, the easiest punching bag for everybody, right? Yeah, nothing for them in there, but not the subject of this uh, Yeah. <laughs> podcast but it is by default and yeah. we'll get into it can i just say the one uh part in the budget that actually does make an, a, a big impact to not the dinks but the people with kids <laughs> is the dropping the child care subsidy age from when the kids are three to two that will save a lot of families quite a bit of money yeah i cracked the champagne at that <laughs> sorry dinks till i die baby <laughs> yeah plus and, plus you're not allowed within 100 meters yeah. of mcdonald's <laughs> playground ravi you have to remove again. that from <laughs> the podcast uh, but no, in all seriousness, like yeah. when I look at that, I go, yep, usual lolly scramble for those people. But also there is a silver lining in that if they are employed in businesses or are business owners, I think mm. you could argue that that will lead to more productivity because yep. they won't have to rush home to look after the kids. For yeah, example. 100%. Yep. Also $200 million for the gaming industry. So 
Yeah, well, at least Come it on, wasn't gamers. for the gang industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to work with the gangs, okay? Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into it. So, Matt, what's happened with trust? Why are you outraged? Yeah, so I've been outraged a few times in the last few years. Just constantly? Uh, yeah, mostly in relation to property. So I was pretty outraged when uh, letting fees were, were part, uh, taken away. So uh, anyone who doesn't know, uh, when you uh, let your property through an agent, you used to be charged a fee that was charged to the people letting the property. That seemed to make sense. Uh, that's now charged to the, to the landlord. What, you can't pass it on? No, you can't pass it on. In theory, you could pass it on, but it's not the difficult. way it used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a single landlord pass it yeah, on. Yeah, So that outraged me a little bit. Uh, interest deductibility removal outraged me. Uh, when they increased the bright line from five to ten years for mm. in situ properties, that outraged me. And to be honest, uh, increasing the trust rate uh, has outraged me, but not for the reasons you think, not because we're paying extra tax, just because this government has been relentless on tax and has repeatedly said that it won't make major tax changes mm. and has then and gone made gone and made major tax changes. That's probably the bit big bit for me is the we won't be making any more tax changes. Here is a tax change. Yeah. 39% for individuals, t- tax trust rate now, uh bright line rule changes, interest deductibility changes, arguably major tax changes. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the um uh, a little bit frustrating around the what they say they're going to do and then what they actually do and obviously the people that, that impacts more than others. Um, but now that we've got a top tax rate of 39% and that is the same for trusts, what is the real benefit of having a trust? Is that Were we just relying on trusts for that lower tax rate or now is there something else we're still relying on them for? Yeah, there's a bit to unpack there. I think uh, – to like start with the basics, New Zealand has this thing called a broad base low rate tax system. And what Talk that effect- sexy to me. Oh my god, it'll make you sleep at night. Uh, <laughs> what that's where re- most of our views come from, by the yeah, way. Yeah. People try to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they just on. running away from those demons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got it. AJ watches YouTube videos yeah. at night. And I'm like, how does that make you sleep? I know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so what that really me- means in, in real layman's terms is that everything is caught in a really broad net and there isn't much room for structuring. Yeah. Uh, and they did that by aligning company tax rates, individual tax rates, and t- tra- uh, trust tax rates. Pretty much the same. What's happened over time, though, and this is probably something else to be outraged about uh, and, and probably only a matter of time before commentators pick up on it, is this bracket creep thing mm. where uh, we've got a situation now where most people are earning over 70 grand and I, I, I don't mean most i mean on average 70,000 so that automatically puts them in the old te- top tax rate yeah when we have this marginalized tax rate system which used to run 10 and a half percent 17 and a half percent 30 33 now 39 it still runs like that but the reality is that most people are getting taxed on the latter portion of that bracket mm. so bracket creeps a big issue inflation uh, obviously erodes your buying power just to begin with and then if you tax drag is eroding it as well you've got a problem so that that's the basis of our system trust bless it with pretty much the last place that you get tax efficiency if you were a high earner yep uh that seems to be gone for me the simmering outrage is this interest deductibility issue in situ property versus new build uh, if you have an in-situ property, we've covered this plenty of times before, you cannot claim interest. Yeah. 
those people would have been an automatic candidate for a trust because you're going to have an automatically a higher tax profile if you have a multiple property portfolio trust makes sense. Mm. So what are the uses for trust? Do you want me to answer the question? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think there's definitely a place for them in New Zealand. I think that uh, if you take away the tax rate advantage at a trustee level, you're still left with the highest level of asset protection available. Yeah. And that's because the concept of a trust is that the, ben- uh, the trustees hold property for the benefit of the beneficiaries. Mm. So as a business owner, I can divest that asset to a trust and, and it's not mine any longer, even though I can control it. Yeah. Ultimate level of protection, higher than a company. In a company, I own the shares. The company might still own the property, mm. but those shares are my personal property, not protected. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then outside of that, they are, are a professional structure. So they can, if you're in a business or you are in a property investment portfolio, they separate those assets from yourself. Finally, the one thing that hasn't been removed is that beneficiary income can still be distributed as usual. Yeah. Yep. So we'll still work really well if there is disparate earnings in the family, yeah. someone who's earning a lot less than the other, passive investments, uh, you can still pass on interest and dividends to beneficiaries, you still will get those lower effective tax rates. And that's uh, different to a look-through company where you aren't able to distribute that um that yeah. income uh, discretionary? Yeah, so look-through companies are a really great example. They were something that was used totally different five years ago. Yep. Five years ago, you set up a look-through company, uh, usually you set up the shareholding to go to the highest earner. Yep. Uh, back then we didn't have ring fencing and rental property losses, something else outrageous. <laughs> uh, I forgot the outrage for that one, it's been so long. Uh, people and, still call you about their tax refunds with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep, people still have don't remember that that's happened. Yeah. Uh, at least once a week, I talk to a new investor who's expecting a <laughs> refund too. Uh, so I used to set that up. Imagine I, it's uh, mum and dad investors, which is my common analogy. Mm. And when I say that, I'll explain it again. I don't just mean mum and dads. Yep. Uh, they might not even have children. They might be dinks. They might, might be, be dinks. dinks. <laughs> but they're just your average New Zealander who's working hard, trying to save for retirement, trying to get ahead. Yeah. Uh, they would have set that up in that, that time. They would have gone 99% to the highest earner. They would have made $10,000 a year loss on their investment and that would have passed through as a refund to that higher sooner. Yep. Ring fencing came in, no more refunds against uh, anything other than property profits. And also what happened is interest rates plummeted. So a lot of negativity dried up. Yeah. It's probably going the other way again. So what happened with LTCs is they started working the other way around. You started setting them up uh, to the lowest earner. Mm. Uh, so what we get now with an LTC is actually it's not much to do with the tax at all. It's all to do with separate legal entity, yep. professionalism, yep. liability protection. Yep. Outside of that, if you have a positive yield portfolio, for example, and maybe someone's a stay-at-home parent with no income, you still set up the shareholding to flow it to them, yeah. but it's not so much about that. Yep. I kind of see trusts going the same way. Yeah, yep. right. Okay, so then the, the, the fact that you've said that, does the purpose of the trust and the look-through company still both hold merit? Absolutely, but for different circumstances. The primary difference is that LTCs are not flexible. Mm. Okay. When you set them up, you have to hold the course. Right. Yeah. And people who made decisions on that tax rate, that 33% to the 39%, are there a bunch of people who have implemented trust who now maybe you need to think about whether they do need a trust? Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a proportion of people with a trust that were banking on a 33% tax rate. And maybe both people involved in the trust are on 39%. Yeah. 
they have to revert to the fact that it's just a good structure to have. You remember with all these things, even people setting up a trust today might not see any benefit of that trust for five yeah. or more years. Yeah, and we we ask people when they are purchasing properties, and it's very difficult because I'm saying to them like, I get you know that this is your first home, your second home, your investment property. You know, you may not be thinking this far ahead in the future, but I'm like, think about are you do you ever want to own a business? Do you want to leave a legacy to your kids? You know, there's a lot of different reasons for why you why you should have a trust, be it asset protection or the beneficiaries are your children and making it easier to pass assets on. But you know, it's I think as long as you're having the conversation with an expert, you should be coming out with the right decision. Yeah, I agree, and I actually didn't really touch on that, did I? Um, estate planning, one of yeah. the primary reasons for a trust. Mm. Definitely, yep. The casual legal advice from Mikey V. Well, no surprise. I just think, sorry, and, and I don't mean to um, <laughs> predict the political future, but whenever something is taken away from you, i.e. a new rule is implemented, uh, a tax rate is increased, um, you know, uh, interest deductibility is taken away, it's very unlikely you're ever going to get it back, right? So if you're sort of, um, uh, if you're banking on, I don't know, politics to go, don't look at me like that. I just like, where is this going? No, I, know, <laughs> I know exactly where it's going. I was having this conversation with my brother just the other day. Yeah. You remember in the old days, political parties used to roll in and roll out the other party's legislation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used yeah, to back yeah, yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. Exactly. So what I'm trying to say is like, if you're, um, uh, if you're thinking long-term about estate planning, you've got to reasonably expect that at some point there will be a tax similar to what there is in the UK where you are passing on assets and that is taxed, right? And I think that you've got to see eventually that will come down the line. And if you put your assets in a structure that maybe avoids that, you know, to start with, that's probably a good thing. Mm. Anything else to add to this map? Yeah, well, up? I mean, I think we've gone a little bit off the tax rate, yeah. but to all valid uses of a trust. The other place that trusts are used commonly is for um, aged care subsidies. Mm. Uh, you, there's a long runway that you have to set them up to avoid that. Yeah, that gets seen. You have to have quite an old trust to make that work, right? It's like right? 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, a 14-year-old trust on its 15th year will get that. No, either. And we'll, whether it will still be around in 15 years. But that yep. is, you know, someone who's 30 years old coming into her office in business, two investment properties that are in situ, young family, uh, main caregiver doesn't work, then a trust is an absolutely spot on structure. You're then. just a great time all around between this tax chat and when a young family comes and goes, hey, let's talk about when you lose your marbles. Like, <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay on that note let's wrap it up matt thank you very much i know you know i like to take the mickey out of you but thank you very much for joining us and yep. sharing your expertise uh and probably just a good reminder for those who you know we all get busy people forget about reviewing the structure of their assets they forget about power of attorneys thinking about their wills thinking about their insurances so why not take that as an action from today's uh little podcast thank yeah. you very much for joining us and we will catch you next time cheers if you're a dinks, come on in. <laughs>